Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. This message is intended as a reminder that we are not licensed professionals, not psychiatrists or psychologists. If you have a serious problem, please seek professional help. The National Suicide Hotline is 1-800-273-8255. That's 1-800-273-8255. There's some damsels in the DM. Yes, queen. <laughs> Tell us what's the vibe. There's some damsels in the DM. Please tell us what's the vibe. DMs, DMs, yeah we see them, yeah we read them. DMs, DMs, we don't need them, we just leave them. Please, yeah. It's going down in the DMs. Bye. Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Damsels in the DMs. I'm Osh. And I'm Alejandro. And today we are blessed to be with PR consultant, China Gordon. Hello, hello. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for having me on here. I'm, I'm excited and I'm nervous because I haven't done this before. Oh my gosh, welcome to your first podcast. Thank you. (laughs) This is so exciting. (laughs) So how are you? How was your week so far? My week has been pretty good. I'm kind of coming off of a lot of craziness at Fashion Week, and I was there for kind of like an extra week, just working and wrapping things up. So now I'm back and trying to get back into the swing of things here. But my week has been good. (laughs) Wow. Okay. So for the audience that doesn't know you and is not familiar with you, can you tell us a little bit about yourself, your career in the fashion industry and in PR and your experience at New York Fashion Week? Because I'm obsessed and I'm so jealous that you are even in this industry that it's the coolest thing ever. Listen, it's a lot. Um, But yeah, so I'm I'm born and raised in LA, mid-city. And I kind of got my start in PR accidentally because I was in San Francisco and I moved back to LA, back with my friend, my best friend, because I was like, I need a a job. I don't know what I want to do. So I just ended up with this internship at this tiny boutique agency all the way in Venice. And that's where I live. Oh, okay. (laughs) Yeah. It was, you know, people like, I was learning the ropes and Venice is kind of far and, you know, I was just like a tiny intern and ended up getting laid off because they hired, I got hired and then laid off because I was the last one on first one laid off when they decided to go with like the big president. So after that, I was just trying to figure out what I was going to do next. So I took a pause and I started working at Wasteland on Melrose, met a bunch of cool people there stylist that I met for the first time there that I still work with to this day and it's just funny how the world works like that it's a small world and you never know who you're going to meet so then I got another internship after that at MHA Marilyn Heston Associates she's like this old time old school big publicist and so that was a really good start for me and I worked for her for three years and then you know bounced around a little bit where I ended up at my last agency, which was is Walker Gross. And I stayed there for six years before COVID happened. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and now I'm just, you know, trying to make it on my own here as, you know, a consultant and run my own business. I have some of my own clients for the first time because I was, during COVID, I was like, wait a minute, I can kind of do my job from Mars if there's Wi-Fi. I can do it here while I'm just Definitely. at home. So 
I was just emailing people like, let's work together. I'm now getting to work with some of my good friends for the first time professionally. Flemons is one of them. Uh, James Flemons, he's like, I've known him since junior high. So yeah, and now I'm just trying to make it work on my own here. I've been successful. It's, you know, it's hard to start your own business and yeah. it's scary. Oh, <laughs> and I'm yeah. still like kind of not really out of the scary part yet, but you know, I'm just making it work right now. That was kind of a span of like nine years that since it started to where I am now, maybe not, maybe 10. That's amazing. Yeah. You really worked your way up and now you I have did. your own company. Like that's insane. I did. I'm, thank you. I, I, I should give myself more grace sometimes than I do. Just like all of us, you know, you feel, what am I doing? Could I be doing more? Where am I going to go next? But I, I think for all of us here talking, we've done a lot and we should all be proud of ourselves really <laughs> so thank you, you you guys too because I, now i get to talk on your platform and do you know i'm i'm pretty chatty so <laughs> we love that <laughs> already <laughs> <laughs> okay new york fashion week i need to know fashion week is always crazy i worked on a couple of things so actually i was there working with the agency that laid me off <laughs> they couldn't get enough <laughs> but uh, yeah we were working on the peter dundas show i was working with revolve in the revolve gallery out there they've been a client That's for with walker Dose for many many years we used to do all of their coachella parties for like you know the past five years so that was yeah it was really fun it was it's fashion week is hectic okay pause 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 right there yes yes, coachella revolve tent has Mm -hmm. been my dream for like forever literally forever were you did you get to go i know it's stupid it's like the stupidest little dream but it was like i always envisioned myself in coach like going to coachella and just being part of like the revolve like little like influencer crowd like i don't really influence like that but like i wish i did you know i influence (laughs) napoleon who's my dog to right that's all i influence i don't really that's actually it's funny that I even wound up in this kind of field because yeah. I don't really care much for all of any of that. The influencers, whatever. It's fun. You know, you get to go, do a good job. You set up interviews for these like major celebrities. And that part is cool because at the end of the day, I'm like, yes, I nailed that part of my job. So that was fun. Revolve used to also have a Hamptons house. It, it lasted for like a couple of years. They had a Vegas doing... suite too, I think, right? Yeah. So they do the Revolve Awards in Vegas. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. They're kind of, they do a lot. And so we would do their big tent pole events, which would be like Hamptons, the Revolve Awards and Coachella every year. And every year was fun because I was working with the people that I was working with for years now. I had a work wife. She's still my work wife. <laughs> I saw her in the air. Yeah. And it was fun. It, it was, but it was a lot of hard work, a lot of staying up late, a lot of you know, you're going over photo selects. You want to make sure that nobody's nipple is showing like (laughs) on the red carpet. It's a lot of stuff. (laughs) But then after, if you get the shot, you get your money shot, then you get to hang out a little bit and, you know, have a drink and, you know, pitch it out to the world. The, the job is never over when the party's over. (laughs) And it's like, it's, it's a whole nother thing after the party's over. Great. Now you're like on to something else. Through your career, have you been able to balance not only this intense multifaceted career, but then like dating? How do you find that? Yeah, let's talk about your dating life. Listen, my dating life is, it's really non-existent, but not because I can't balance it. I just, I'm choosy, I guess. I don't know. (laughs) 
I choose these wise, yeah. Yeah. I'm at the point of my life now that I, I mean, I've been kind of single for a long time without a serious boyfriend because my last serious boyfriend was a couple of years ago and it lasted for a long time off and on and you know, he's moved on and I moved on too, but I've tried dating. I tried the hinge thing mm-hmm. that all the kids are doing <laughs> and it was fine. I found somebody who like, you know, I was talking to for several months. We were in like a little bit of a relationship, but I don't know. People are really touchy about, you know, labels and mm-hmm. I don't really care about that. But yeah, the work is not what's keeping me from not dating. I think it's just like the <laughs> the guys that I'm tr- like, I don't know. Where do people meet anybody anymore? You know because what? Dating in LA. Go out. <laughs> yeah. Dating in LA like is the hardest thing ever. And then with COVID, you're stuck in your apartment for yeah. a year and a half. You're like, how the heck am I supposed to meet people? <laughs> right. And I would like to, but now that the world's opening back up and I, I feel like my heart is opening up a little bit more mm-hmm. too. And I think that's important because I try to lead with that anyway. But you know, I'm I'm looking right now. Whoever's watching. Do you me. think <laughs> for you, like it's important to have someone who's like in a similar fast paced day-to-day sort of functioning or no. Would you prefer total I don't opposite? Think that's not so important to me. Actually, if I'm going to pick one, I would prefer not doing the same things that I do because now at this point, if we're doing the same things. We have events and now we don't see each other for a week because one yeah. of us is in New York and one of us mm-hmm. is here. I would like someone who understands that but doesn't really necessarily do it. But it doesn't really matter to me what it is. But as long as there's like a, a level of understanding yeah as far as like I have to travel and you know I have to stay out late and I have to party I don't party (laughs) not at work but yeah someone who's not like well you just went out to this party and I'm like well no I was working (laughs) I wasn't I wasn't you know doing shots with Paris Hilton (laughs) I was working wow I wish (laughs) have your job please (laughs) can you hire me Yes, as soon as I can, as soon as I can, you got it. You can meet a couple. Great. Mm-hmm. This is the easiest interview I've ever done. I'm easy. Give me the job. So, in addition to not only seeing your close friends, as you're mentioning, building mm-hmm. them up through the work that you do, I'm curious what other elements of the fact that you're pursuing your passions really excites you, or have you found most rewarding in that process? I always find, especially now, as I am working with my friends and things are hitting and that's what excites me. I- I'm always like, oh my God, yeah, I always want like a bell when I get like a good press <laughs> present. I just go ding to myself. Aww. It goes off in my head. I don't really have a bell. That's crazy. <laughs> but getting to the place where I can do this with my friends is super rewarding to me because I was always busy. I was always, my calendar would be booked for six months out, which was fine to me because I kind of am that person. I don't, I'm not a very go with a flow person. I like when things are, I have things to do and I'm just like living off of that. I'm the person, if it's not on my calendar, it doesn't exist because mm. <laughs> yeah. I need to see it. But yeah, I think that the more I get to work with my clients who are my friends and just branching out to prove to myself that I can do this and I, you know, I can work for myself. And when I get to the point where I can hire more people and have like a team under me, that's going to be very rewarding to me I, because there's a lot of things that I want to do short term. I want to get like five clients, you know, before the end of the year. I want to move into a new apartment to have a roommate. I've never lived by myself before. There's so many things 
and having good clients and you know my work my work ethic all of those things will, will allow me to get there and so that's what I want the reward will be like yes China you killed it here's what you get you wanted this girl like here you go you can have it that's awesome is your niche just the fashion industry or are you gonna branch out to like other industries like beauty makeup so yeah so working in an agency allowed me to kind of touch all of those things I've had a hand in you know like wellness and cannabis and CBD and beauty. And we had a client that was a gym. I've done it all. Denim, ready to wear. I've done it all. (laughs) Right now, my clients are ready to wear fashion brands, jewelry, and a medical spa in West Hollywood. Oh, well, if you're looking to take on a skincare line, I am in the middle of launching mine. So I will be hey, 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 hey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <I> will... <laughs> you know, if you're looking for another client, I'm I open. I'm looking I am. for my, my, PR. You... <laughs> That's fantastic. So we launched ColourPop Cosmetics years ago. So cool. But yeah, we did. Yeah, we did their first. We had a, a tea party for their first anniversary. That was with Walker Jarvis. I worked with Oma Beauty too. That was before the world went crazy. We went to Fashion Week for them as a beauty sponsor. So yeah, I have a lot of experience with beauty brands. Cool. I got you, girl. Thank you. Wow. I love this. I have a job at your PR agency. I have a PR Wait, what agent. Is, what's your what's your thing? I know we're, we're, so, we're talking about me, but tell me, tell me. Oh, yeah. So I'm from Botswana and I actually was back home and had this idea to like bring oils from back home. Yes, um, have it in to, the background. Uh-huh. Yeah, you know, just gotta promote. <laughs> I actually didn't put that there on like there on purpose to so, like have it in the background, but it just happens to be there. So now it's like it, it like goes with everything that's <laughs> It really does. <laughs> you know, it just it goes. But yeah, so I've got oil? like, yeah, so it's like skincare oil. I've got marula oil, baobab oil, and Kalahari melon seed oil. The company's called Kalahari Skin, which is just the African way of saying Kalahari, which is the Western way of saying it. So it's oil. Oh, I love that. Yeah. And I I'm like that. working with a full service mar- uh, marketing agency right now. And then once we get it, pop in on social mm-hmm. media. I definitely want to talk to you about PR because that would be yes. sick. Yes. I got you. And honestly, so I have a couple of business partners and they do different things uh, working together. One of them has a showroom, the other one has a wholesaler. So we can plug you in <laughs> with whatever. Hell yeah. Ding yeah. So whenever you're ready, just let me know. We'll talk about it. I love these. I love <laughs> these like connections that we make just through this podcast, we, through Alejandro, we through Lauren. To like, make yeah. connections, especially, you know, nothing is just like landing. You gotta talk about what you want. You gotta ask for it. You have to speak up because, you know, people of color, especially nobody's just like, I mean, they, maybe they are now after the Black Lives Matter summer. <laughs> yeah. People are just like, hey, like, let me help you up. Yeah. But I'm like, well, why? Like, okay. Like, why now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like, thank you. I'll take your money. But okay. <laughs> you know, I've been seeing that a lot after BLM where companies would all of a sudden have brown and black models just like they just yeah. like threw up black and brown models onto their website like we didn't exist before <laughs> right. like damn. exactly like, where, where do we think where do we think these people came from i don't know or even the rainbow washing during june i mean that's sure. like that too that too. too i mean it's fine to care but like i want it i want you if you're gonna care care if you're not going to then don't because yeah i don't care yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like 
don't like, use this as like a little like this is a marketing like, thing we yeah, exist yeah. in the world exactly. like we're not fake we're not here I'm I don't exist in February you don't exist in June you know what I mean like totally yeah. right so I understand that you are in the process of letting an idea gestate about a podcast do you want to yeah, share with us what I, that's about? So this came about just through, so my work wife that I was talking about earlier, we always have these late night conversations. A lot of it's crazy. A lot of it's stories. A lot of it is frustrations that happen through work or, you know, anything like that. And our conversations were just kind of really funny to me and us. And, you know, when I tell a story, it sounds fake. And I'm like, no, this is my life. It's not fake. It sounds ridiculous. I know, but it really happens. <laughs> so in that, and, and just me being like, can you believe this? Or remember that time, Super Bowl and this and that. So I want it to be more of a conversation just between two friends talking about things that are relevant to the world right now stories that we have from past situations people that we worked with all of that and yeah a lot a lot of it is just like really fun storytelling I'm thinking about it you know we've come up with some things and possible names and I got some domains and I'm not ready to talk about all of it yet but yes it's um, in the works from the sick from the sick mind of China and Liney yeah (laughs) (laughs) I love that that is you guys are fun I love talking to Alejandra we have I was trying to not be nervous but I was like okay so I'll just pretend that it's me and you talking on my porch at night when everybody else is inside that's Uh, it because we do that we go outside we have a we have a chat (laughs) a porch chat and so beneath the moon beneath the glittering yeah. moon yes that's true that is true <laughs> so thinking of that and just like pretending like yeah this you're not nothing's being recorded <laughs> uh, oh yeah <laughs> yeah and that has worked and it's been fun so i'm still having a good time listen i'm not gonna tell you what's in this coffee cup because <laughs> right well cheers to a beautiful day hi don't have anything <laughs> Since this is a dating podcast, I do want to backtrack a little bit. You said you were on Hinge. Was that uh, during COVID? Yes. What a bold move. I don't know why. I was just like, let me go for it. Like, I literally woke up and chose chaos that day. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And I I went on it and I I matched with this guy who I was like, okay, whatever. And so we matched with each other. We talked on the phone before meeting for like three months because it was the middle of the pandemic. So it was like, okay, do you meet up? We had to have a conversation about whether we're going to take off our masks. If if we wanted to kiss each other in the face and take off, like it was a conversation that we had to have, which was weird because you don't usually have to talk about that stuff. And it was- Or like have to consent. Yeah, it it was a real- conversation of consent like okay we like each other I know this is dangerous we got COVID tests (laughs) all the things that you do to keep yourself safe because I was like okay I I like this guy and so that lasted for about nine months it ended terribly Um, not for, yeah, yeah it's fine I'm like whatever pass on that guy but that was my first time ever really like going for it as far as you know hinge or any of these apps I'd never done it before. Yeah. 
Huh, what a time. <laughs> I mean, I feel like all I've had some COVID bays as well, and they didn't okay. end really well either. But at least I had company, you know, like, yeah, I live by yeah, myself. Yeah. I needed, you know, a COVID boo to like hang out with during COVID. And for some of us, it worked out because yeah. I know people that hooked up with people in co- during COVID and, you know, they're still together and they're having a great time. Fine. But, you know, I don't think that this app thing is for me, really. I want to bump into you at like, <laughs> the, I don't know, anywhere. The grocery aisle. They're having a, <laughs> like a random conversation because when you meet somebody and, you, and you're attracted to them, there's, you know, it's not so serious. But when you, I feel like when you match someone on Hinge, there's a lot that comes along with that. Yeah. I was seeking you out. I don't know if you're, you want to hook up or just want to have casual sex or whatever it is. Yeah. But when you meet somebody, you're just talking and it's like, okay, we'll figure this out later. But there's a little bit more something that goes along with being on an app to me. Yeah. Disclaimer. I don't know. That's just my opinion. No, I feel the same uh, way. You I mean, know what I'm, I mean? Yeah. I'm on the dating apps too. And I really feel like these guys out there that I've been matching with are just looking to hook up. And so I had to put like a disclaimer on my bio. I don't know if these boys even read it. But I was like, just so you know, like I'm looking for something serious for someone to like, you know, build a relationship with and not just a casual hookup. And I don't know if these guys are reading it or not, because like, to me, it feels like they're not reading. Honestly, I don't know that nobody's reading it, but I know that a lot of people are not. And I'll give you an example of how people don't read. Everybody calls me Cynthia. That's (laughs) how I know that people (laughs) read. They don't read. Uh, (laughs) I'm not. I'm sorry. How did they get Cynthia from China? Girl, because they don't read. They're just like, oh, <laughs> that's why. That's why. So <laughs> I hope that there is like a dope man who is reading that and he's like, I get it. I'm down. But a lot of them are not. Oh, just, yeah. <laughs> just telling you. <laughs> no, that. they don't read. People don't read. Anybody. And that's the men, women. Nobody does. Yeah. That's so true. <laughs> I want to go back to when we are not searching or when we're not looking that things kind of fall into our laps at the right moment, the right time, the right place. It's just so coincidental. I don't know. Like When I was on the dating apps, I never really found success. I mean, honestly, when I was using it, I wasn't in it for a long-term relationship. It was just, okay, I'm just having fun. This is a convenient way to meet people and who knows what happens. But there was never that intent of pursuing that. But like once I let that go, then kind of do what you were describing live and like just be i mean that's exactly yeah, how I, I met daniel not I even think when you're not expecting things is when the best things happen it's okay to want things and you know manifest things and whatever but you're putting so much attention on maybe just one thing whatever that is that you're saying out loud it might not even be on purpose but you're like mm-hmm. i want this and any you know and it kind of limits you a little bit but just having an open heart and just being you know open to receive you know, love, it can come in so many different ways. And, you know, the stars align (laughs) when you do that. That's so true. (laughs) All right. So it is that time to get into the letter portion of our episode. And it says, Dear Damsels, I have been working as a publicist for a well-known magazine for a few years. I've achieved a lot of success for my age and my job has really become my life. I also have been on the dating apps, but I haven't found a lot of luck with any of them. I did meet one person on there who I was attracted to, and we started seeing each other pretty consistently. He wasn't my boyfriend, but I was okay with the arrangement. My friends are all obsessed with having a boyfriend, but I honestly felt okay being on my own and in this arrangement. 
Long story short, he ended things with me after I find I found out he'd been sleeping with many other girls. I'm caught off guard since I hadn't been looking for anything serious, and now I'm blindsided by my feelings. How do I go back to my career-obsessed self and shake off this feeling? How do I ignore the pressures of my friends by feeling okay being single? Sincerely, the dumped damsel. No, not the dumped damsel. I know. Dumped. <laughs> Damn it. Damsel, that makes me so sad. I know. I think, first of all, this letter sounds a lot like the person that I met on Hinge. So, like, girl, hit me up and tell me what his name is. I don't know. Because <laughs> this sounds very familiar. But to answer her question, how do you go back to her your career obsessed self? Is you just go back. No man stops. No, no man stop. No show. Anyway. Yeah. And there is someone who is for you. And jumping into work, you know, it, it helps some people. I know it helps me when I have a lot of things going on and I want to, you know, not think about them jumping into work helps, but you can always go back. You can, you know, this guy wasn't for you. He sucks. He sounds like a loser honestly and we don't even know what he does we know that she's a publicist great I think she needs to jump back into work and not let this affect her at all it sucks when you weren't even really looking for something and then it happens and then it gets ripped away from you and it makes you feel like stupid for a second but you gotta get over that you're not stupid you have a job you still need to pay rent you still like these bills you need to get paid go do your job You'll find somebody else. Yeah. yeah. And, and honestly, going back, like, you know, jumping headfirst back into work might help you. And if it doesn't, find something else to do. And if your friends are, you know, these relationship obsessed people, then maybe create some boundaries there with your friends. Like, look, this just happened. I feel a way about it. I'm sad. I don't really know how to get back on my feet. And so maybe let's just drop all of the relationship talk for now until I'm ready to have that conversation again. Your friends need to be your friends. And if you need to tell your friend, like, look, this is how you need to care for me right now, then do that. I do all the time. (laughs) I'm like, I need you to leave me alone or, (laughs) you know, call me more or something all the time. That sounds like a really good practice to get into so that when the time does come, when the right person comes along, you already have those communication skills built up to where it's like you can easily clarify this is not working for me in X way. So we need to try this in a Z way sort of thing. And dump jams. Oh man, I feel you because it is hard. Most of my friends are in relationships and like really stable long-term relationships. And it is hard to see that, you know, when it's like all of your friends and you're like trying to deal with navigating being single, being dumped, trying to get back into your career. Like I'm one of those people that when I am in a relationship or when I am with someone, I kind of make it all about them and they've just Mm -hmm. become my priority. Even though I am also career obsessed, like I do love my career. I love working, but Mm -hmm. when someone does step into my life, it just becomes pretty much about them. And so it is, it's a, you know, this is a great experience for her to figure out what she loves how Mm -hmm. how she loves and you know learn to focus on yourself and it's easy to say focus on yourself when you're not in a situation like this but Mm -hmm. when you are it's really freaking hard to get back into that but what I would say and what I do when I do get dumped or when I do have these like you know, sad emotions. Like I go for walks. I put a podcast on, put our damsels in the DMs podcast on, go for a walk and just clear your head. I live near the beach, which I'm lucky. And I just, you know, I'll I'll walk over a walk along the beach, seeing the world, you know, like seeing the ocean, seeing the palm trees, like just seeing that there's more to life than a stupid boy. It just, it puts things into perspective. I want to say too, that nobody really 
has to know exactly what they want, but yeah. it's really important to know what you don't. It's, exactly. it's almost a little bit more important to be like, this is not okay. And that goes for her romantic relationships and your platonic friendships. I don't want to talk about how I'm single all the time with my friends that are in relationships. I don't want this man who is going to lie to me, you know? Yeah. It helps you steer your way back onto the, a, a correct path that's right for you. Yeah. Absolutely. And that's, yeah. <laughs> And it's great what you said, like, I I don't know what I want, but I for sure know what I don't want now, Mm -hmm. you know, like, there's been enough red flags, enough red flagged people that just, I know what I don't want. Because if I make a list of things that I want, it's going to be hard for me to like not have high expectations of people or have these expectations out of people and just see people as like a checklist to like check off like boxes. But knowing what I don't want helps me avoid these people. Absolutely. It's like that thing, I don't know if it's like a chicken or the egg situation about like manifesting whatever we were just talking about. But I think starting there, instead of saying, I want love, I want these things, like Like, some man probably will love you and also be a bonehead and give you all of these things that you don't want. So if you start there, (laughs) if you start with what you don't want, maybe all of those things will fall by the wayside and you'll get the, the, the person or the partner, whoever that is, that'll give you all the things that you didn't even know you wanted but definitely not the things that you didn't. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Too yeah. Sorry. That was some wise words from China Gordon. <laughs> I'll be here all week. No. Yeah. Uh, Tune into her podcast coming soon. <laughs> <laughs> I do work from home. I will be in Echo Park all week. Yes. <laughs> There'll be people lining up at your door being like, China. <laughs> no, right. Cynthia. No. <laughs> oh my god <laughs> thank you thank you ash for that yep <laughs> ash understood the assignment yeah <laughs> well china it's been so amazing having you on and you know thank you so much for sharing your dating stories i know it's never easy but thank you so much for yeah, opening to us i had a great time thank you guys for having me and wanting to chit chat with me you're on such an amazing journey and for you to take time out of your day to join us on damsels in the dm this is amazing but please tell our listeners where we can find out more about you if we want to follow you yeah if you want to follow me uh, I am China C-H-Y-N-N-A underscore town on Instagram and that's where you can find all of my things you can message me and email me and there's a link to my website there too amazing thank you so much guys I had an amazing time you guys are beautiful just want to say that you guys are very attractive not as gorgeous Uh, as you yeah girl you're beautiful (laughs) and that light like shining on you like your skin looks amazing right the jungle background with the trees just (laughs) 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 thank you guys so much again and yeah, Alejandra, I know I'll talk to you, but Ash, let's wrap you and I. Girl. Yes, yes, I'm gonna follow you and I'll get your information and I'll hit you up for sure. Alrighty. This has been another episode of Damsels in the DMs. Until next time. It's going down in the DMs. Bye. DMs, DMs, we don't need them. We just leave them. Please. Yeah. It's going down in the DMs. Bye. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.